0: Uh, one question today came in via email from Amanda in Houston, Texas. Hey, Amanda, hello, dark trio. What is the last horror movie you watched that genuinely scared you? I want to be scared. Ooh. <laughs> bum bum bum. Uh, Xena, let's start with you.
1: Uh, sure, yeah. Immediately, what came to mind is this movie called Hellhole on Netflix. And I know that sometimes, uh, Netflix doesn't always have like a great rep when it comes to horror, but. Um, this one had like a very quiet release, you know, I don't really remember anyone really talking about it like that. I remember talking about it sometime, I don't know, Yeah, on the show, but yeah, um, it's, it's very, it's a slow pace, but there's just something about the ending that really made me uncomfortable where it's just like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Um, and you know, I have some others that's down, but I'll just leave that one for, for now, just because I feel like, you know, more eyes should be on that one. Nice.
0: How about you, Megan?
2: I am hard pressed to think of any movie after like so i'm gonna I'm gonna stick with this one, but terrified that one yes got um, me to mm-hmm. the point I saw this at Fantastic Fest. I might have said this before, but that's the one where I saw it in theaters with a best crowd, and then it was I think the midnight movie that night, and so I went back to my airbnb afterwards and was literally with all the lights on checking all of the freaking drawers Whoa. and closets closets in that place like even the ones that are like under the bed that yeah. you know <laughs> that movie made it to, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think things could fit but that movie oh. things can fit in drawers um but yeah that one i don't think there's been one since that got me spooked quite like that
0: i have a really hard time with this question too now there might be some listener who's sitting there like are you kidding me? Five episodes <laughs> ago, you were talking about how you were. Ta- I, I, I don't remember that. So you'll have to call and remind me of it's what doing. It's been I was a day. On. It's been a day. It is. Yeah. It, it's been a day, folks. You don't need to hear about it. But I, I, so I can only default back to past ones. And I think the last one that really got me was actually paranormal activity that I can think of like actually on the timeline and to this day I've said it before my wife hates watching it she she refuses to watch it if I'm not home oh wow and even when I'm home she does not like it because it's the creaking bumps in the night it's Mm. just it's that subtle scare aspect that really bothers her and yeah I think actually scared to the point where logic is gone kind of like you said like megan with the drawers yeah where like to the point where that logic is gone that was paranormal activity for us i think Mm -hmm. where it's kind of like okay i know but what's that footstep? maybe it's a burglar ah it's not a ghost it's just a burglar so we're fine you
2: just get into that mindset and so then like subtle sounds keep triggering that emotion and logic be damned you're scared
0: Speaking of irrational decisions, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone, the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world and help us discuss the disgusting. You know her as lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hi. And you know her from her YouTube channel and website Real, Queen of Horror, and her infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hi. And I'm John. I remembered this time
2: class
0: if you're listening to this on a wednesday when the episode drops we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror and if not do a quick round the table for the movies books games or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile too so you know what's been filling your heart this week
1: oh sure okay so i recently <laughs> checked out the movie and their skin uh from 2012 it is available on shutter Tubi. it's streaming a lot of places at the moment right now and basically it is about a grieving family they decide to take like a little getaway, um, go to this cottage just to reconnect. It's a family home. And then they're terrorized by their neighbors because they have a very particular plan in mind. So I was in the mood for kind of like a home invasion movie. You know, sometimes you wake up and that's what you choose. Mm-hmm. Selma Blair, she's in it and she's incredible in this. And um, I, I like this one. This this is this one doesn't like reinvent the wheel or anything like that, but it has like such a creepy tone. And I'm not going to lie, like, it's just living out in the middle of nowhere, this kind of comes to mind. Uh, not that someone would want to, like, steal my identity type of thing, but, uh, you know, home invasion type of things. So, yeah, Um. again, this family, they're, you know, out there trying to reconnect. And uh, their neighbors show up one early morning being weird and awkward. Like, you can just... As the viewer you can see like how awkward it is. I loved how this movie is filmed. It's it's very bleak um like the colors and everything like that and then when you really think about it it's just like th- this other family that's visiting them. It was just they just it was just very uncomfortable and you know how sometimes you're in an uncomfortable situation and you don't know how to get out of it so you try to be polite.
0: Every day
1: yeah, after a while, you, you just can't do that anymore where you just have to tell the person to get out, okay? So, yeah, but things- uh... Actually,
0: yes, I have done that. It is very famous around my neighborhood that I am the person who will literally say, get out. Oh, my god, Like, gosh. the party's done. Please leave. Whoa. Now,
1: okay, John. Now,
0: now, that makes me sound bad. It does, but that comes from a father place. Mm-hmm. Where we're hosting, and one of my children is tired and wants to go to bed. Yeah. I will politely tell the adults, the last time the adults were doing a keg stand at the time, ugh, to say, all right, we're going to wrap it up. are going to put the kids to bed. Everybody head over to so-and-so's house. You know, but we're done here. Kids are mm. going to bed. And then they didn't move, and they kept drinking and mm. doing keg stands. And nine o'clock hit. I literally just turned off all the lights and said, <laughs> bye. And then like went and brought stuff inside. And there were some people outside that were like, is John mad? And my wife goes, no, but he told you guys we're you're done. he was done at night.
1: Mm. <laughs> well.
0: I have no problem just being like, I'm out. I'm done. Good for you.
1: I, I think that good. you would have gotten this family out then. Um, but yeah. Just
0: yeah. The first... Just have me burst in the door in the third act and be like, we're out of here. Let's go.
1: Yeah. Back up they, they needed that but i don't know it still didn't <laughs> help them but yeah the first act is very very awkward and it's uncomfortable um but yeah just imagine getting interrogated with what do you do do you have another home it's like ew get away so anyway but yeah i just um i enjoyed that one and then i rewatched jennifer from 1978 on blu-ray so this is basically about a, a young teenage girl She's a scholarship student and she gets tormented by other students at this really snooty private school. And she just so happens to have psychic powers over snakes, you know? And so like a lot of people compare this to Carrie and they say that it's a Carrie knockoff. I'm obsessed with Carrie and I don't feel like there's similarities, but I don't feel like it's like a knockoff, you know, because I really did enjoy the movie. Um, Again, there's like snakes, there's giant snakes, and then there's disco music. So that's always like a good time with that. Um, over time, things do get a little bit ridiculous, but it's like you can't stop watching because it's like she's getting teased so much. And it's like people calling her hillbilly. I, I cleaned it up a little bit, you know, but it's just and no one does anything about it. Even like the the head, yeah, like the headmistress, she's a pill popping, like passive aggressive alcoholic. And it's just, and she does it in front of the students. How are you drinking and taking pills? And it's just, I guess anything goes. Anyway, insanity. So if you're looking for something like that, again, there's disco music. I'm trying to entice Mm -hmm. you. Hopefully that does that. But yeah, I just needed to, I just needed, needed to watch something a little bit familiar. Plus I had the Blu-ray and I'm excited about my copy
2: love
0: it yeah how about you megan
2: uh tribeca is going on right now so i got to check out suitable flesh it will be out later this year uh i'm pretty sure positive it's going to get a theatrical release and then eventually theatrical release and then eventually shutter this one is uh based on hp lovecraft's the thing on the doorstep directed by joe lynch a psychiatrist becomes obsessed with one of her young clients with multiple personality disorder that's the most condensed simplified version of this um obviously i went into it knowing that it's directed by joe lynch it's produced by barbara crampton and it also Mm -hmm. has her in it And it's written by Dennis Pauley and produced by Brian Yuzna, all three of them part of, yeah, all three of them part of like Stuart Gordon's kind of Lovecraft era. Um, So I I was thinking that it would be kind of a spiritual continuation of that. I did not realize just how much... It's clearly a different variety of horror, per se. When you think of Stuart Gordon, you're thinking of, like, the gore or the goopy, you know, from Reanimators gore to um, the goopy from beyond. And it's a little bit different from that, but uh, the way that Joe Lynch kind of puts his stamp on this while making it fit so well with Stuart Gordon's voice is crazy to me. Like, it literally felt Mm. like I was watching a Stuart Gordon movie. Um, which, and then, you know, by the time the end credits roll, there's a dedication to them, and I get teary because I just think that's so sweet. Um, but I think it's a very interesting way. You know, I I think a lot about some of our heroes that we had growing up who are no longer with us and how this is like a really interesting, effective way to kind of keep their memory going by putting their own stamp on it. It's like kind of this seamless torch passing, if that makes sense, that really Mm -hmm. resonated with me. Um, But the cast is so great. Uh, If you like saxophone music and 90s erotic horror thrillers, if you like soft lighting and you really miss the trope that hasn't quite died away of like the morgue attendant eating sandwiches over corpses. This is the Mm -hmm. movie for you. If you love seeing, I mean, the opening frame is literally looks like it's right out of reanimator it could have been in reanimator so if you love lovecraft especially gordon's version of it uh, this is definitely something to look forward to i really enjoyed it um and then if uh, speaking i guess it was a whole theme of movies i really enjoyed and feel like people would dig um the blackening which is out in theaters mm-hmm. this friday and if you want a purely joyful time at the movies this is kind of the one to beat for me so far this year. Like I, I saw this at an early screening. Uh, and if you don't know the plot, it's basically a group of black friends reuniting for Juneteenth weekend. They rent a cabin in the woods and find themselves trapped with a twisted killer. Um, it's a very classic slasher setup, but with a twist um, that's kind of lampooning the spoof, you know, it, it's asking the question in horror where the black guy dies first, what happens when they're all black? And it is so funny. It is so funny. I kind of thought, like, you know, you think of scary movie and that kind of horror comedy riff. um, But I think it's a little bit smarter and just a lot more fun. Like, they're not really dissecting horror. They're just using it as a starting point. Um, Mm. It's just so much fun. I Do you have Xena? Maybe John, too. Do either of you have O'Reilly's auto parts stores? You do? I don't think so. You but I mean, oh, I
0: know see, the theme song. Oh, oh, yes, yeah.
2: exactly. See, like okay. <laughs> I grew up with that and I didn't know if it was regional. So, you know, this mm. gives nothing away to say that my entire screening, it was a packed screening and they were so into this movie that there is an O'Reilly joke. The entire theater broke out into song to sing that song. <laughs> And then, like, descended into cheers and laughs and claps after. Like, that's the kind of fun that this movie is. So if you're looking for a really fun horror comedy that just makes you feel good, like, I cannot endorse this one enough. I do think it should be seen in a theater with a pack, rowdy crowd. So good times. Very good times.
0: I might be seeing that this week now. You should! Coincidentally, my wife and I were actually saying, like, what should we do this weekend? We've got a babysitter, and I'm like... I don't know what's in theaters, and I came across like the, that the Blackening was coming out this week, and she hadn't heard of it, and I was like, it looks really funny. I mean, it plays on what, what's the the tagline like? We can't all die first, or yeah, like yeah. That. <laughs> the cast, um, it is. sounded funny. Yeah, I was like, we want to go get tacos and watch the blackening. And so we might go get tacos and watch the blackening. You
2: should. You should. The chemistry for this cast is like, I think what really it's it's clever writing in general, just for the comedy and the horror. But it's the cast and their chemistry that it's like, you don't want any of them to die. You want to hang out with these people. They're so fun. So, yeah, do it. Eat tacos and watch the blackening. That's that's what everybody should do.
0: I started things off with 2001's The Hole, which was Xena's pick that I got on VOD. Uh, it is not on Paramount Plus. So sorry about that. So sorry. Uh I I did get it for like 10% off for some random reason. Yeah. So it was like $450 or something like that. <laughs> if you want to go out and rent it. Four teenagers at a British private school secretly uncover and explore the depths of a sealed underground hole created decades ago as a possible bomb shelter. That is not an accurate synopsis. I'll get into that in a second. Uh, First and foremost, why this one, Zena?
1: Because you know what, John? Sometimes people need to explore new movies. And I think for (laughs) you, that's what I've been trying to do. I don't think that you ever would have picked it out.
0: You are correct. <laughs> yeah. Mostly because I would call this one horror adjacent. Uh, there's definitely some horrific things and, or, or images and, like, the idea itself. Um, it's a little bit more whodunity, I mm-hmm. think, than horror. Uh, but I really liked that, actually. The The play, so... To go back, something I realized when I talk about the movies is I do the little synopsis and then I don't actually talk about what happens <laughs> in the movie. You two talk about what happens in your movies. I don't. I just talk about what I thought of the movies that in no That's way, okay. shape, or form makes sense if you haven't seen them. Um, but, you know, we've done this for like 140 episodes, so why should I start being better now? Um, you do you. The general concept of this is uh, something happens. We don't know what happens. Uh, there's this whole, we get, we, a survivor comes forward. We find out that there were some missing teens and this survivor comes forward and we hear this story of uh, basically about them being locked in this underground bunker, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. It's not the, the story that we we're originally told. It's not nefarious. It's purely like they're trying to avoid things. And one girl has a crush on one of the guys and she wants to be involved. And it's very, high school politics kind of strangeness going on. And then we find out that maybe we got an unreliable narrator going on. So what actually did happen and who do we believe and what really happened, et cetera. So the idea that they just went into this bunker and explored it is not accurate at all. They went in there specifically mm-hmm. for a reason, and then couldn't get out of the bunker for a reason well, that you don't find out until later. But
1: they do. They do make that clear, though, like they I, I don't know why rich people, you know, these are like rich students. <laughs> they just want to hang yeah. out in a bunker, you know, and it's supposed to be fun when it's just like, why don't you guys just go to a resort, you know, but whatever. And uh, yeah,
0: there was a there's kind of a convoluted reason for that, that I didn't quite understand.
1: I just thought it was something that the kids did. Apparently, it was a thing that they did at the school it's again no. it's
0: a rich school yeah no not, well i mean that's not the way i got it mm-hmm. I, the way i got it was the one there's one character who was like dating a model mm-hmm. or something we never meet the model we just find out that he breaks up with her and they don't want to go on this class trip mm-hmm. but they don't they can't just go to a hotel or something because paparazzi or something. i <laughs> i don't that, that part never really made sense to me so yeah, kind of the reason how they get in the hole is kind of like, what, how did that happen? But I don't know. Uh, it's also Keira Knightley's first, um, movie. Uh, I think it's Thor Birch's second after, um, American beauty, which is apropos of nothing. I just decided to throw that in cause I remembered, but it's interesting. It's, uh, It lacks a certain satisfaction that I was hoping for about halfway through the movie. That doesn't make it bad. It's just kind of like, ah, you get to the end of the movie and it's, you know, bitter old man shaking his fist at the screen sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting. It it definitely captured my attention. At first I was like, okay, uh, you just told me the story in the first 20 minutes. Like, how are you going to fill the next 70? I'm like, oh, okay. We're kind of digging into terrible rich people what (laughs) what did
1: you think without you know this well I know this movie is old but what did you think about the twist uh
0: you know it it, I'm not saying it was predictable Mm -hmm. I I think once you start to understand the unreliable narrator aspect of it 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 made sense I don't think it was this big shocker Mm -hmm. I think the story itself led you to that not necessarily that you guessed it First, but the story kind of eased you into what was going on so i don't i, I wasn't personally sitting there like <gasps> <gasps> it was I, more was, like <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> i was shook because it's just like no spoilers but it's just some you, you you thought oh okay and then it's just that person's not that way and you know yeah and then also, too, like, I was surprised that um, the character who plays Mike Desmond Harrington, he's yeah. always playing like a mean guy, you know. Yeah. Um, so I kind of just thought, whatever, you know, it was him. he's uh, the same <laughs>
0: actor who played ferryman in Ghost Ship. Mm-hmm. For those of you who may be familiar with That's Ghost so Ship. Fun. Was he also in Dexter? Was he the guy in Dexter?
1: I don't remember, but, but I know he Harrington? was also in um, just like Wrong that.
0: Turn. Yes, wrong turn. He's the the med student yeah. in wrong turn who's not a part of the original group.
1: And Leon in Dexter. Dexter.
0: He is the guy in Dexter. He's the the other cop who like who Dexter's sister has a thing with.
1: So yeah.
0: I think. So yeah. Uh it it wasn't it wasn't bad. I'm not mad that I had to rent it.
1: Okay. It's not necessarily
0: <laughs> the top of my list to rewatch because it's also rich bratty yeah. private school kids and I like watching them. Yeah. It, yeah. But I liked it. I, it was good twist, and it's horror adjacent. It's horror light, yeah, cool, if that's yes. something that you're looking for, more more whodunitish. And then I had a very different experience <laughs> watching 2018's The Witch Part One: The Subversion, available on Shutter. But I, I think it's available a few. Pla- it might be available on Netflix too.
2: I do think it's available in mm-hmm. multiple places. I don't know which just- or
0: Prime. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, I watch on Shutter. A high school student with amnesia tries to uncover what has happened to her, all leading her into deeper troubles, ultimately revealing a darkness she could not have imagined. All right, Megan, why this one?
2: Because I'm a sucker for a horror twist to anything. And this is mm. essentially a horror twist to a superhero story. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like horror, sci-fi, action yes. actiony. Yeah, it's a
2: little bit of a genre bender, and you know, I did yeah. like the cast, but I also liked. I love when uh, it gets violent. It gets very violent.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is a really good movie. It is, and, and I say that in the same way that I say Rosemary's Baby is a really good movie. I'm not saying this is a really good horror movie. This is a really good movie.
1: Yes, it is really well. Like made. this is,
0: yeah, it's it's beautifully made. There is real. There's a scene later in the movie towards the end in a hospital, mm-hmm. and it is very heartfelt, sympathetic kind of monologue that you just don't expect from this kind of movie, considering what we just watched right <laughs> before it. Yeah. We're like, oh, okay, it's going to end here, and then because it's part one, it's going to go, and then you're like, oh, no, there's there there's like this heart in the middle of it. Yeah. Um uh, in a in a weird tangent now i would bring it up two weeks in a row like it's hell house llc but uh spider-man into the spider or into the spider verse same thing really fun action movie that has a ton of heart That i was like wait a second yeah this is the best marvel movie i've ever seen like, oh. Can they make all the marvel movies like this uh but it was like like i was watching it kind of like all right what's going on you you watch the beginning mm-hmm. and you're like oh this is just gonna get dark as hell real real fast like what's going on and then it gets kind of like well it gets lighter mm-hmm. like and then a singing contest is involved yeah and like what in the <laughs> hell is happening and then there is some amazingly satisfying action in this movie like the way the action film scenes work particularly with and i'm not there's no spoilers um with a certain with a facial expression from one of the performers mm-hmm. during the action sequences, that's unlike anything I can ever think of. <laughs> because it's almost joy in them like for what's going on. And oh god, it was fun. Like readers, readers can be hit or miss, although generally speaking, they're also good. Like, um, what we just uh, Project, what was it called? Project, Project Wolf, Wolf
2: Hunting.
0: Yeah, Project Wolf Hunting. Or you know the sadness was messed up, but yeah. it's still a good watch. Or Train to Busan, or right. whatever. Like just yes, there's the the kind of like that initial moment where you have to adapt to reading what you're hearing, and then it just like the story just pulls you in, and it it's yeah, it was a good movie. I and it's, it's another one where. I would have like come across him been like the witch. Yeah, it's got a it's terrible Korean, title. Yeah. And it's like, what? Because I watched, I think I watched the trailer and I was like, How did what? <laughs> what is she like, making very you watch? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was very weird. Like, what how many genres is this supposed to be? All of them. And then uh, it's yeah, a and rainbow. Then I'm following around a teenage girl, and I'm like, I don't it might what that all said, if you if you like like a, a, a Asian cinema or you're getting into Asian horror or like action horror, regardless yeah. of like the country of origin or the language, check it out. Cause like I said, I, I do, I love action horror. I love when people can actually make that work. Cause I don't think it generally works well cause you get a lot of zombie action when there's action horror more than anything else. And in this case, it's really satisfyingly fun. Um, I didn't think it would be, I would call this movie fun (laughs) when I was originally watching it, but it definitely got fun, at least for me. No, it is. My my sentiments. Uh, Yeah. So, big recommend for The Witch Part One, The Subversion. I suppose I should probably go watch The Witch Part Two, The Whole Truth and Nothing But the Truth. (laughs) I I have no idea what it is.
2: The one, the yeah, I don't know. These. I can't remember what it is, but I will say that it's not as strong as the first one. Still enjoyable, mm. but the first one sure. knocked it out of the park and set the bar crazy high. Uh, I am very curious to see how this kind of wraps up whenever the third one comes out. Mm. But yeah, oh, there's a
0: th- it's a trilogy.
2: Oh yeah, I oh, mean wow, at I least I, really I assume up. it's a trilogy. It's for sure going to continue for for one more. Who knows what the the grand scheme is? But the, the second one is not the, the end.
0: I wonder if, if, having not seen it, is it kind of like when you... Because part of the the, the, the reveal mm-hmm. in the movie that's very un, unexpected and satisfying, it, It's is it kind of like in its own way... No, I don't want to see another movie. I can but... say
2: this. That is not a spoiler. It is literally a different character altogether. Um, oh. It is tied to the overarching mythology that's introduced oh. but it switches gears people you are attached to here don't you're not going to mm. follow them it's going to introduce a new piece of the puzzle
0: okay then yeah that's completely different from what the analogy i was going to use that might have been a spoiler so perfect <laughs> I, i'll i probably watch it in, in a few years worth a watch at yeah. some point yeah all right before we move on what did we watch and how did we watch it
1: so I checked out In Their Skin. Um it's available on Shutter, and then Jennifer, it is on Blu-ray. For some reason this one it's never streaming.
2: <laughs> Come on, Jennifer. No. Um I watched Suitable Flesh uh at Tribeca, but it will be out later this year. We'll tell you when it happens. And then uh out in theaters this Friday is The Blackening. Go watch it. Need some tacos.
0: Uh <laughs> my wife texted me I asked uh, Tacos in Horror, and she said nothing better than that. So Agreed. I got a, Agreed. I got a keeper. Yes. Uh, and I watched uh, 2001's The Hole, which I rented on VOD, and 2018's The Witch Part 1, the subversion that I watched on Shudder. And I don't need homework.
2: Dun, dun, dun. Partially
0: because I went through my Tubi watch list, and I realized how many movies have been sitting in there for a really long time. And two, maybe I'll mention the blackening next week. We'll find out. I won't know until I know. So I'm good for this week. All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's Heather Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan?
2: Well, we're just going to pick up a thread from last week's news. Uh, Mm. It involves a certain clown. You know, John's favorite. Um, Almost... No, ah, damn it! Uh, almost exactly a year ago, bloody disgusting took the reins on Screenbox, which we talk about also Woo-hoo! every week. It's the streaming platform packed with titles, new titles, old titles, exclusive, and otherwise. Uh, the most notable, notable, which might be, uh, Terrifier two. It challenged the theatrical model and changed the game for independent horror. Come uh, last Halloween season, I feel like that is not hyperbolic. Um, what makes it extra exciting is that uh, I just mentioned that Terrifier three last week was officially a go. Now I can share that Cineverse, Bloody, Disgusting, and Screenbox has acquired North American rights to Terrifier three from filmmakers Damien Leone and Phil Falcone. So Terrifier two and Terrifi- Terrifier three will be Screenbox exclusives. The film is scheduled to have a wide theatrical release next year in North America, followed by an exclusive debut on on Screenbox. Um, expect it to push boundaries even further. This was first announced. Uh, it was Variety that broke the news. And I think it is interesting um, because when, when this got announced last week, there wasn't really any kind of details on what to expect plot-wise or actor-wise. And there's still not. But the interview that Leon gave Variety... Had an interesting quote. Uh, Once I figured out what part two was, I knew it was going to be at least a trilogy. So I've been working on this since I completed part two. Even while I was writing part two, I actually had scenes that I'd already written for part three because I knew where it was going to go. I want to shift back a bit to the tone of part one, which I felt was a little bit more simplistic and old school gritty slasher. I want this one to go back in that direction and I want this to be the scariest one of the trilogy. This one will actually have a bit more of an evil overtone to it. So it's going to be hopefully Mm -hmm. the scariest and the darkest. I want it to feel as if the audience coming into this one isn't as comfortable with Art the Clown as they feel they are now. I want to see if I can make them really scared of him again. No. I am curious because he's already pretty gory and demented. Like, how do you make this guy scarier? Uh, you
0: right? know, I was rewatching Terrifier 2 actually today.
2: Oh, interesting. And
0: yeah, strangely enough. Maybe it's because I've, uh, I've been spider seeing spider sense the Very much so, at least in one of my universes. And I, you know, it's because it's a funny movie. Yeah. Like, I know it's gross, but Art is so gleeful during everything, whether he's literally rubbing salt in someone's wound (laughs) or handing out skull candy or whatever. Even when he frowns, he kind of like, he'll smile almost right away afterwards. So I wonder if you do take out... That almost calliope style music and glee, how quickly that would switch to dark because obviously that one, the, the kill in the middle of the movie is so like, what in the hell? Yes, are you doing? <laughs> yes, so yeah, I wonder if it's just a, that, that tonal switch, yeah, but it makes me wonder how they will pull that off without it just being jarring.
2: Yeah, I don't know, but I, you know, definitely makes me worried for my girl, uh, C- Sienna. Mm-hmm. Sierra? Did, yeah. I, did i botch that i botched that
0: no sienna it is okay S-
2: okay yeah. good i always like tri- double guess i'm like does that sound right anyways <laughs> i i'm rooting for lauren lavera i have the actress's name correct i know that there much so like yeah i don't i don't want her to have a scary time i want you her to too. whoop art's butt so we'll and see and i
1: really like her as like a final girl i just feel like she's right? very relatable so yeah i can't wait to see her again same
0: yeah and now that you know her, her mom isn't around. Spoilers. Uh, she's so mean. I know she's having a hard time. I know mom's out there. You don't have it easy and stuff, but whew, man, come on.
2: They'll have mashed You're potatoes mean. in her memory. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: wow, that was actually a really deep pun, strangely enough. She has mashed potatoes in her memory, too
2: punny <laughs> uh and speaking of punny i feel like that is the best segue we did not plan this we're hire us hire us we're off the cuff and brilliant um
0: but we're not scab so after they resolve, oh yeah yeah writers, no and then no, hires yeah
2: no hires legit um yeah so there have been eight ...films in the Leprechaun franchise to date, speaking of punny, with 2018's Leprechaun Returns most recently heading back to the original movie's timeline in the wake of reboot Leprechaun Origins four years prior. Which is a little bit... I know that's like a lot to... that's, that's a whole sentence that needs a a map. Um, but anyways, mm-hmm. all of that to say that Lionsgate has hired director Philip Felipe Vargas, who did the short film Milk Teeth, uh, to reimagine the Leprechaun franchise... Mike Van Ways wrote the screenplay. Um, it's produced by Roy Lee, who did last year's Barbarian, or he produced last year's Barbarian, and he's producing through Vertigo Entertainment. Warwick Davis is not expecting expected to reprise the role. Um, the quote that came with this news break is, 30 years after its debut, the fr- this franchise still casts a spell, and we're thrilled to be bringing it back with a new vision. This was said by Aaron Westerman, the president of production for Lionsgate's motion pictures group. Uh, Roy and Miri are two of our most trusted producers, especially with this genre. And we're excited by Felipe's vision for the film as director. In his hands, this movie should be very scary and a ton of fun. So all we know is it is getting a reimagining and it's supposed to be a horror comedy based on scary and fun. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that. John i mean enthused.
0: i assume it's leprechaun back to the hood in space so oh, gross
1: but no I'm, I'm excited about it because you know what the leprechaun returns the one from 2018 that one i yeah. really enjoyed that one and i like the tone of it like i like what, what they were trying to do so yeah. i love the fact that they're going to try to relaunch it because it, it just got you know like children of the corn it gets a little bit unhinged you know it does it does
0: yeah i I agree. I really liked the route they were going with the 2018 version. I almost felt like maybe it was editing that that fell short as far as me for like watching. But I liked that darker Mm -hmm. kind of reboot to it all and almost like twisting the mythology a little bit. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of places it could go, just like Children of the Corn. Yeah. And I think there is a lot of potential. It's just unfortunately, when you get studio interference or whatever, things just are what they are.
1: Yeah.
2: We shall see. but John's going to go buy some Lucky Charms right after this.
0: <laughs> I have Lucky Charms in my pantry right now. Oh,
2: do you? Is that your favorite? Do you love Lucky Charms? Uh, no,
0: I don't. Yeah, I don't eat them at all. They're for the kids. But I do have a St. Patrick's Day box still sitting in there, so.
1: Oh, okay. I don't so know what now, that means. Now uh, that's it's...
0: an overshare, really.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. Eat them. That's okay. Yum. All right, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Now we're going from fun to um Grim. But Can uh, Ebernal yeah. broke into the horror scene with Turkish nightmare movie Baskin. It's the festival smash hit that called back to 80s classics like Hellraiser. I feel like, and then some. That was a pretty gnarly oh, yeah. descent Hellraiser into Hellraiser ain't got
0: nothing on Baskin.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, He has since directed Housewife and Girl with No Mouth. And next up is brutal revenge flick, Sayara, which is currently in Uh, post-production. Bloody Disgusting has the first uh, exclusive images from the movie. You can check them out on the site now. It's described as a brutal anti-revenge film with a brutal anti-hero. John loves a good anti-hero. I do. Uh, Sayara is the name of the most unsuspected femme fatale from Turkmenistan. When her sister is murdered by a bunch of rich kids with political connections. Oh, this already sounds like I'm rooting for her. Uh, Sarah yeah. goes on to head bashing, <laughs> eye gouging, bone smashing, rampage of revenge with some sambo and jujitsu action. This sounds like I'm, yeah. it's made for me. Uh, writer-director Cam Ebernell tells us the film is a toxic, psychosexual drama that slowly becomes a violent martial arts revenge flick. And it has my name on it. That part's not in the quotes, but I've decided mm-hmm. it should be. <laughs> Thank you.
0: It might be. That might be the pull quote.
2: Yes, Megan <laughs> says, "Give me that eye gouge and revenge."
0: Eye stuff. Eye stuff. I was. It's funny. I was just watching Baskin again last week too, because it's on Tubi. I, that's. It just stands up. That for what they did for that budget for a new director writer. It. It is. It's hard to watch. It's not necessarily fun to watch, but I kind of watch it kind of like, holy crap. Like it is one of the more beautiful, horrific films to watch. Yeah. (laughs) All right, listeners, your turn. Did anyone else notice that even after a week, John could still only name Pennywise as another horror clown. (laughs) What cereals do you think Xena and Megan have in their cupboards? You can call or text at 224 475 1040. The number is also in the show notes, or feel free to email us at be disgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Zena's going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching?
1: Subscribe to Screenbox, guys. Okay. And then, it is. thank you. Um, I had to think about it because I didn't know if I wanted to say <laughs> thank you. Okay, Thursday, on the 15th, Jagged Mind will be available on Hulu. Billy is plagued by blackouts and strange visions that lead her to discover she's stuck in a series of time loops, possibly related to her mysterious new girlfriend. So cool thing about this one, this is actually based on a short film called First Date, which was included in the first season of the 20th um, season of Bite Size Halloween. So you could probably still find it on um, YouTube if you're interested in checking it out. Then also... Coming out Thursday, the 15th, Cube. So the remake of this one, um, it will be available on Blu-ray. It's also on, you know, Screenbox right now, okay? So this one involves a mysterious cube, (laughs) six men and women who are trapped in a cube. So you have to find out what happens. And then on Friday, the 16th, The Blackening will be in theaters. Megan already gave it her approval, so we all must go watch it right now. And then we also have (laughs) Sierra So this is available on, this will be available on VOD. So Woo Jin, who has just become, who have just become a father of a newborn baby, hears that Si Young, whom he had dated once, has died. He goes to her funeral without telling his wife and comes across Si Young's twin sister. Following this encounter, Woo Jin and his family experience a series of horrific misfortunes. So um, this one is actually based on the real, on a real Korean superstition. And I found that pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. And then on Saturday the 17th, we have Play Dead. This will be available on Tubi. On a mission to save her brother from consequences of a crime gone wrong, a criminal a criminology student named Chloe fakes her own death to break into a morgue and steal the evidence. That's extreme, girl. Yes. Like you couldn't <laughs> yeah. find a different way. Okay. But once in- it's true. Yeah. But once inside um, she soon learns that a sadistic coroner is using corpses for his sick and twisted business, selling body parts. When he discovers that Chloe is not dead, a terrifying game of cat and mouse ensues. And then finally, on Tuesday, the 20th, Skinner and Merink will be available on DVD and Blu-ray. So just in case if you do want to own that, you will be available to do that if you want to. I don't know. And again, Screen Box, subscribe. Also, Bloody Discussing TV, it is available for you and your eyes. Thank you and good night.
0: <laughs> you're welcome sweet dreams and that's the bloody disgusting podcast for this week everyone if you'd like to read more from megan you can check out her reviews at Bloodydisgusting.com and on twitter at haunted meg xena can be found on her own website realqueenofhorror.com and the youtube channel of the same name or at lovely xena on twitter and you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast creepy don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and feel free to follow us on instagram and twitter at bedisgustingpod or drop us an email at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com and don't forget to check out all things Bloody Disgusting on TikTok at Be Disgusting. And because you're hearing this episode, it is not because we got the new technology right. It's because we used the old technology and we're going to try the new technology after this. <laughs> and if that new technology works, you'll be seeing more of us actually on TikTok. Maybe? Maybe. scary. So, for this week, I'm John.
1: Hi, Megan. I'm Zena.
0: Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, watch something you love, just make sure it's something that